I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHDer myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to Part-Time Wellness. Today, we are gonna do a very different episode, but one that I'm really excited for. We are gonna do a hyper-focus episode. So if you've been listening, I and you will know that I usually do a hyper-focus of the week every single week, but right now, there are so many things that I'm kind of obsessed with that I wanna share with you. So different mindsets, a few new rituals I've been doing, some foods, some books, items that have been helping me with my ADHD, and one item that I'm getting tonight that I'm so excited for that I just really want to share this with you and just do a little bit more of a lighthearted kind of fun episode because I feel like I've been doing a lot of serious, heavy, brainy topics, I guess we'll say. So I thought it'd be fun to do something a little bit more lighthearted. This is going to be super fun. I'm excited. I love sharing with you guys just the things that I'm obsessed with. And because I do value novelty so much, it rotates through the mindsets, the things that I'm obsessed with just change all the time. So I just thought I'd share with you what I'm obsessing over right now. And maybe if you guys like this kind of episode, then we can do more in the future. It'd be super fun. So I want to start off by letting you know about something that I'm going to be doing starting next week. So in the name of fun, I thought it would be really fun to do a bit of a giveaway. I got the idea from the Good For You podcast. I don't know if any of you guys listen to that. I'm such a big fan of anything Michelle Pelzon does, but they do a little giveaway for people who leave them a rating and review with one of the products or the things that they are talking about every episode. So I thought that'd be really fun to do. So I'm going to start doing that and I'm going to do it for the next few episodes with books. So if you leave a rating and review from the time now until the day before the next episode drops, which I do bi-weekly episodes, so that'll be two weeks from now, and you left me a rating review, I'm going to choose one random one and you will get a book. So the book that you will receive is called Play DHD. And we're going to talk about it more in detail in a little bit, but you guys, this book is so fun. So I know we've talked about play on the podcast a lot, and I talked about the book Play by Stuart Brown. Now that is a great book, no doubt. And it's very interesting and there's lots of scientific information about why play is beneficial and like it's very educational. Now the book Play DHD, I randomly stumbled upon this book in my library. So we just started going to a new library. It's such a good library and I'm so excited about it, but there's a huge, huge nonfiction section. And as I was looking in the section of ADHD books, I came across this book that I have literally never heard of. So like I said, it's called Play DHD and it's all about play for adults with ADHD why it's important, how to do it, but it's kind of a short book and it's just so different from anything I've ever seen. Like she really took the concept of play and put it into this book. So there's lots of pictures in it. And like, how often do you find adult books with pictures in it? There's lots of different colors. There's one section in the middle that is upside down. I don't even know why, because I really haven't read that much of this book yet. But um, I'm actually going to show some of it because I'm going to start posting these on YouTube, I think. 
but it looks like so fun to read and I'm really not very far into it, but I know it's going to be so beneficial because I've flipped through it a bunch. So if you leave a rating and review for the podcast, number one, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. And I will be choosing one of you at random to send this book, Play DHD, to you if you leave a rating and review. So that's that. Just wanted to give you a little heads up. I'm going to be doing this with different books for the next few weeks and we'll have some of them probably just ones that I'm hyper-focusing on, but they'll definitely be in the category of ADHD or something like that or wellness or whatever. So scroll on down, put the five stars, leave a little review. Let me know what you like about the podcast. I appreciate you. And let's get into my hyper-focuses. So this was actually one of the books that I'm hyper-focused on right now, but we will get into that later. I want to start with some mindsets. So Like I said, I rotate through things and I value novelty so much. I will have little sayings or phrases or mindsets that I kind of rotate through at different times. And the way I remember them is I put them in my reminders on my phone. So it pops up once a day and reminds me of this mindset that I'm working on cultivating. So one of them is something that I used to talk about a lot and I totally forgot about it. But it's the concept of trying on habits like we try on clothes. So thinking about how we typically create habits or we think about habits, we decide that we want to start a new habit. And a lot of the time we're missing that flexibility piece because we decide I want to start running or I want to start exercising. That's always an easy one because I just feel like so many people are trying to build a movement habit, right? And we decide I'm going to do this and we rigidly try to stick to it. And a lot of times we end up falling off because we're not flexible with it and we don't find a way to make it work for us. So think about when you are trying on clothes, not even shopping, but just in your own closet, right? So you're picking out an outfit for the day. What do you do? You pull out an outfit and you think, hmm, this will probably look good. Let me try it. And a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but this is what happens with me. I try on the outfit and I'm like, uh, those colors don't go exactly the way I thought they would. Or maybe the pants are a little too see-through and I need something to cover the butt of it or whatever. Or like, oh, I need to add this piece of jewelry or maybe I need to add a jacket or maybe I need to switch out the shoes, right? You kind of try it on and you play with it until you find the right one. And this also could work when you're shopping, right? You pick something up off the rack and you're like, oh, I really like this. This could work. And you try it on and you're like, oh, it doesn't fit my body exactly right. So I'm going to put this one back and look for a different one. Now, I want you to imagine what it would be like to think of your habits like that. If you weren't so rigidly stuck on what the original idea you had for yourself, the original thing that you wanted to cultivate. And instead you say, I'm going to try this on and be a little bit more experimental with it. What would that feel like for you? It would be such a different experience because you would then be able to edit and tweak it to find something that works for you perfectly, that you really enjoy, that fits you well, that feels really good to you. Imagine the other way around. If with clothing, you decided, I picked this off the rack and I tried it on and I don't like it. I hate it, but I'm just going to keep it because I already chose it and I've got to stick to my word. Can you imagine if you did that with clothes? That would really suck (laughs) if you're like, I can't change anything about it. It just doesn't make sense. And so as you know, if you've listened to any previous episodes, the idea of experimentation with habits is such a big one. If you want to learn how to experiment with habits, check out the Patreon, the Patreon episode, How to Form a Habit with ADHD. We get into how you can use experimentation to create habits, but I just love this little analogy and I've been thinking about this a lot more, especially with myself as you hear some of my new morning rituals and things that I'm trying. I'm trying out some new stuff right now as well, which I'm pretty much always trying out new stuff. So that's the first mindset that I'm kind of been obsessed with (laughs) and my hyper-focused mindset that I have written in my little phone, just kind of remembering and sharing that with you guys because I think it's a really valuable analogy. I literally learn through analogies. I love them so much. And I still, to this day, don't know if it's analogy or metaphor or what the difference is. So I keep telling myself I'm going to Google it and look it up because I just can't remember English lit from eighth grade or whenever we learned about analogies and metaphors. I don't remember which one is which. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyways, moving on, let's go to the next hyper-focused mindset. So my next hyper-focused mindset that I've been really diving into is taking the time to make something special. So taking an extra bit of time and effort to make something more special and enjoyable. And this is also something that I talk about all the time, but I am constantly re-reminding myself of these concepts and I never want you to think, oh, I've got this all down and I'm, I'm perfect with my habits, I'm perfect with everything. That's never the case. I'm always consistently working on that on myself and continuing to cultivate habits. But taking the time to do something special, I've really thought about it this way. I've thought if the only reason I'm not doing this thing is because it's a little bit more time, but it will make my experience more enjoyable, then I'm going to do it. So what do I mean by this? Let me give an example. So if I'm going to take a bath, right? And I take a bath every day and I take a shower like just not as often. I'd only do that when I need to wash my hair. (laughs) But so I take a bath every day and, you know, we can fall into these habits where it's just like not special and just like a, you know, la-di-da just a thing I have to do. But remember the ADHD brain is an interest-driven brain. So if we can make life, these little mundane moments more exciting and have little tidbits of dopamine in them, it just makes life so much more enjoyable. And this is how we enjoy the small moments of life and the small stuff and make life feel special in the day-to-day, not just on the big vacations and whatnot. So instead of just turning on the bath and scrolling through my phone, I will really take the extra moment, even though I feel a little bit of resistance to it in the beginning, I'll take the extra moment to light a candle and put on my essential oil diffuser with, you know, it flickers through rainbow lights and I will put on a little bit of mood music or I'll put on a meditation, which is also one of my hyper focuses. And just taking the extra moment, right? Or even when I get out of the bath, like to put on lotion and just really like soak in the moment. And I have a whole episode kind of like this. I think it's called Live Life Like You're at the Spa. And that is like a really in-depth discussion on this mindset, right? So it's just something that it's really easy to fall out of, but taking that extra moment to put on something that makes you feel really good or make the moment extra special in any way that really works for you. And I've talked about in the last episode, actually, you got to hear a little sneak peek of the Patreon on the spoonful of sugar method. And a lot of you guys think the spoonful of sugar method is just about putting something For example, if you're trying to cultivate the habit of walking on the treadmill, then you're like, my spoonful of sugar is going to be putting on a TV show while I'm walking, right? And while that is one way to do the spoonful of sugar method, that's more like sprinkling the sugar on top. And this idea, the idea of like making moments special is baking in the sugar. So like if you're making a cake, you wouldn't just want to sprinkle the sugar on top at the end. You're going to bake it in. And it's kind of like instead of distracting yourself from the moment, it's really finding ways to make the moment special and make yourself more present in the moment. So when you are thinking of the Spoonful of Sugar, if you are a Patreon member, first of all, shout out, love you. It's not just about adding things in, it's about dropping into the present moment and really enjoying that experience more. And that is, in essence, the Spoonful of Sugar method. But I know a lot of people, there was some confusion about it and you were thinking I just meant watch your favorite TV show or listen to a podcast or whatnot. And while, again, those things are great, sometimes they can distract us from the moment rather than help us actually enjoy the moment more. So those are my hyper-focus mindsets, just some things that I've really been diving into. And now I want to talk about some hyper-focus rituals, okay? So kind of rituals, routines, things that I have been doing that have been really helpful for me and I've been obsessed with. So first of all, I have a new morning ritual and I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before or not, but instead of having like this strict morning routine where I wake up and I have to meditate and do movement and this and that and this and that and this and that and like you're kind of burned out before you even start. I don't know about you, but with morning routines, that's kind of, I don't know, like I can't do too much because what I'll end up doing is spending so much time and energy doing the morning routine that then by the time I get to my actual work, I don't have the energy for it. So this little ritual has helped me actually, 
have more energy going into whatever work I'm doing in the morning and feel really good and prepare myself for the day rather than feeling like it's just another task on the to-do list. So what I do is it's kind of like a two-step ritual. So first thing in the morning when I wake up, while I'm still in bed, I keep my AirPods and my phone right by my bed. First thing, when I crack my eyes open, what I do is, and I'm still kind of tired, I don't really want to get out of bed yet. You know, when you first wake up, you're not ready to hop out of bed. I will pop in my AirPods and I will do a hypnosis. And this is such a great time to do a hypnosis or a meditation. I've been using hypnosis as almost a meditation like in my day. I've kind of been replacing it with meditation and going back and forth between the two. But what I like about hypnosis is like you're in this mental state where you are still kind of asleep, but it helps me ease into the morning and ease into the waking up process. Now, I know a lot of ADHDers really struggle with waking up in the morning. So this could be something you could try that could be really helpful. So I'm doing my hypnosis and while I'm doing that, I'm literally just laying there and enjoying the experience and being comfy and cozy in my bed. I try to find ones that are like 15 minutes or so. Oh yeah, I definitely did talk about this on the podcast. I just remembered. I have another podcast where I linked different ones that I like, but I really like the Hypno SOS on Apple Podcasts. That one has like pretty short hypnosis, which I enjoy because I don't want to be laying there for 40 minutes in the morning. You know, I guess I could if I set an alarm for earlier, but I just do it whenever I wake up naturally. So I do my hypnosis. I'll do different ones on like motivation. I've done a bunch on confidence. I've done a couple on cutting back alcohol, just, you know, having a better relationship with alcohol, because that's something that's like a, a thing that we have a lot of history in my family of alcoholism, and it's just something I'm always really conscious of and that I want to make sure I am not overusing. You might have heard the Sober Curious episode as well. I just am always interested in ways to manage my relationship with alcohol without going to the extreme of like fully cutting it out, right? Like that Sober Curious damp type lifestyle. So I will do my hypnosis while I'm still in bed. And then when the hypnosis is finished, like I said, it's like a 15-minute hypnosis, then I will keep my headphones in and I will go over to the Superhuman app. And I think I also mentioned this before on a previous podcast, but it is these meditations and it's by Mimi Bouchard. This is one of her businesses. And I've listened to her previously and I've, I used to use her other meditation app, but Superhuman is just elite. Oh my gosh, it is so good. I love it because they're meditations that are built to be used while you are doing other things. So there's a section, there's like walking meditations, there's stretching meditations, there's getting ready meditations, there's all kinds of things that you are not meant to just lay there and do the meditation. The section called chillin' meditations I use all the time. There's great music in the background of it. And I put one of those on like, and there's a bunch of different topics. So I'll just pick one, you know, that's like good vibes for the morning or whatever. And there's great music in the background. And then she's just like saying affirmations to you and just kind of flooding your brain with positive thoughts. And so I'll put on like a 20 minute one of those and I will make the bed. This is the first time in my life that I've consistently made the bed because I'm listening to this thing and I'm enjoying it. And I just take this time to set myself up for the day. So instead of doing all these other tasks like movement and yada yada, I'm setting myself up for the day. And what this means is I'm making my bed, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm doing my morning skincare, and I've also been taking the time, since it's 20 minutes, to pick out an outfit and put on real people clothes. So not just workout clothes, not just staying in my pajamas, because that's exactly what I used to do. I used to be like, I'm at home, why would I put on real clothes? That's a waste. And I realized, I love all my clothes. I love buying clothes. I have so many cool Goodwill treasures and I work from home. So why wouldn't I wear them just for me? And I don't want to wear them to impress people anyways. I want to wear them for me and my enjoyment. So I pick out an outfit that makes me feel really good. I put on a scent and then I go make my coffee and then I'm ready to go upstairs and work and have a great day. And it's just been such a nice, simple morning ritual that has really helped me 
it's just been so much more beneficial than like a morning routine where you have to wake up and again, do all these to-do list tasks that almost feel like it's taking up all this extra time. And then I would do that and I felt like I didn't have time to kind of get ready for the day. And then I felt a little frazzled moving into the day. And this is so different from that. It's like, it's just been so nice. So I've got my hypnosis and then I go into my superhuman meditation. And as I'm doing that meditation, I'm going through my morning, doing the things that I need to do to prepare myself to get mentally in the zone for work. All right. So the next little ritual I've been doing is a hack for people who struggle with keeping their focus while they are reading, especially books that maybe we want to read because they are important for us to learn the information or we want to learn the information, but we are are not super excited to read them. And so I'm doing that with the book, The 12 Week Year, because that's typically something that like I would pick up and start reading and then maybe stop and never return to it. So the hack is, or the little ritual, is to read the book while you are listening to the audiobook. And a friend on Instagram told me about this. She said, I said, how do you read so much? I will share her name in the show notes. I'll ask permission before I share her name, but she reads so much. And I said, how do you read so much? And also, how do you do it on the treadmill? Because she reads on the treadmill. And I was like, how do you do that? I wouldn't feel like I could keep focus. And also, I just am impressed by how much she reads. And she told me this trick. She said, I listen to the audiobook while I read the book. And I've been doing this for nonfiction. So I have the Libby app, which is the library app. So if you have a library card, you should be able to get Libby for most libraries, not all. But you can get the audiobook and rent the audiobook. And then I also, I've been doing this with books that I have the physical copy or going to the library and getting the physical copy. And so I've been listening to them. I've noticed I need it a little bit faster because I am kind of a fast reader. So I've been doing it on like 1.3 or 1.4 speed. And it is so helpful for mentally absorbing the information, for keeping yourself on track and in the zone and not getting distracted by things around you. It's just been really helpful. So give it a try. Let me know if it works for you. Another ritual I've been doing is something called movement snacks. So if you guys haven't heard of movement snacks, it's almost like thinking about a snack versus a meal. So Think of a full workout, like going to the gym for 30 minutes to an hour. I'm a 30-minute exerciser. I don't really do an hour unless I'm in a class. That would be a meal. Now, a movement snack instead is breaking up your movements into like shorter chunks. So it could be three minute chunks, five minute chunks, 10 minute chunks, and just doing that multiple times throughout the day. And I've been loving doing this during my work day. So instead of saying, I'm going to exercise at 4 PM, I will do a Pomodoro and then I'll do a five minute little movement snack. And I just do intuitively what I feel like moving, uh, however I feel like moving, but you can do this however works for you, whatever, if you want to find a five minute YouTube video and you're not sure what to do, there are bunches of just five minute YouTube movement videos. If you want to pop in headphones and move for, you know, a couple songs and just dance around, that's a great option. But movement snacks for people that are especially not really used to trying to transition into a movement practice, this could be really helpful because honestly, a 30 minute workout video is intimidating. I remember when I was starting to exercise and move, I don't think I've told that story very much, but I specifically remember doing a tone it up YouTube video in my mom's living room. I can literally feel it now. And I was like sitting on the floor in front of her computer doing a tone it up workout video. And I think it was 20 minutes and I really wanted to do the 20 minutes. But after five minutes, I was not used to a lot of movement back then. This had to have been my early 20s. So probably a decade ago, I just sat down and just watched the rest of it. And I felt kind of disappointed in myself, you know, but I don't know. It's just a nice way to kind of transition into movement and a new way to think about it if you're not the type of person that wants to just sit down or stand up, I guess, not sit down and do a big workout at once. If that's intimidating to you, try movement snacks and just break it up into a few chunks throughout the day. And especially in the beginning, don't pressure yourself to do a certain amount. So don't be like, I have to do 10 movement snacks today, five minute movement snacks, you know, like don't do that. Just kind of see how it goes and keep that 
thing in mind, the mindset from before of trying this habit on and seeing if it fits you. And if it does fit and you like it, then you can continue it. By the way, another hyper-focus of mine, I'm just going to pop this one in here. I didn't even have it written down to talk about, but I have started something I have been wanting to do forever. And that is I have started my 200-hour yoga teacher training. I've done yoga since I was 15. I am now 32, and this is something I've been wanting to do for so, so long, and I'm so excited, and I want to start posting whenever I'm qualified or ready. I I don't know yet. I just started the program, but I want to start posting some yoga snacks for ADHDers on YouTube. So keep an eye out for that. I will definitely talk more about this in the future when I am actually posting them. I'm not ready to do that yet because I haven't had enough training yet, but I am so freaking excited about that. So movement snacks, that's my next little ritual that I've been really enjoying. My next hyper-focused ritual is seasonal play. So again, we always talk about play on this podcast and you know how important that is. One form of play that I've really been leaning into is embracing the seasons fully. It is so fun and exciting for me. So right now, as we speak, it is September 7th. For me, my birthday is September 3rd, and that is the mark of fall. So then I get all of September and all of October to kind of lean into the fall spooky season. (laughs) And so um, just really getting into the fall vibes and decorating the house and picking out books that are very spooky and watching TV shows that are spooky and like dressing in colors that are reminiscent of fall and doing things like making recipes that are reminiscent of fall. I just got a Dutch oven for my birthday. So I'm making a pot roast for fall and I'm so freaking excited about that. But I love pot roast. It's like my favorite meal, like a pot roast with carrots and celery and onions. It's just so good. Anyways, seasonal play has been a hyper focus of mine. I kind of finished out the summer really diving into the summer vibes and that's been so much fun. And now I am so ready for fall and we are in full force now. We're in full swing of celebrating fall. If you are somebody who you've heard me talk about play a lot and you're not sure how to incorporate play, if you get just like so much joy and excitement out of creating a seasonal vibe, that could be a form of play for you, okay? So step into it, enjoy it. Somebody who I love, by the way, who is like so good at this and she does it all the time and also she's like adorable and precious is Allison. I don't know her last name, but Allison on YouTube. I'll link her in the show notes. For every season, she gets really into summer and spring and fall. She does all the things like that, not just decorating her house, but she will also do things related to that season. So she could be a super fun person to kind of watch and get yourself into the vibes if you're into that kind of thing. So that's been my other latest kind of ritual that I've been hyper-focused on. And my next ritual is the 12-week year, but I will wait to talk about that when I get to books because uh, we have a few books that are my hyper-focus and that is a book, but it's also a ritual. So I'll share that in a minute. All right. The next section of hyper-focus is let's talk about hyper-focus foods. So I just have two, although I have like so many more. I could do a whole episode on hyper-focus food, but that would be kind of boring, wouldn't it? For me to just like audio talk about food? Maybe. Not to me. I'd probably listen to it. But anyways, so the first thing is making my own protein creamer. And I used to make this every single morning and I realized that it actually does stay well in the fridge. So I've been batch making it for a week and then just putting it in the fridge and using it. So all I have to do is pour the creamer out. I do this number one because protein is excellent for ADHDers first thing in the morning for a few reasons. Protein helps us create dopamine. So protein is a precursor to dopamine. That might not be the right way to say that, but eating protein helps your brain be able to produce the neurochemicals that are going to help you be focused and motivated. So we definitely want that with ADHD, right? And especially first thing in the morning because you haven't eaten anything all night. And so your blood sugar is probably relatively low, but protein is also great for balancing blood sugar. So instead of Say if you eat carbs first thing in the morning, which is totally fine. It's not a bad thing at all, but it's just something to be aware of what happens with the body is your blood sugar will spike up really high and your body's really smart. When it spikes up really high, you obviously, it's going to dip really low. And then what that's going to cause is a 
crash in energy, motivation. You're not going to feel as stable, right? So you're going to be going through these ups and downs. And when you crash really low and you're feeling unfocused and kind of mentally hazy, so your brain's going to say, my blood sugar is really low. I need to spike it back up really quickly again because it's too low. And it's going to send signals to you to crave carbs, and sugar, because those are the things that are going to spike your blood sugar back up. But what that does is it continues on that roller coaster, right? So that's why I try to not eat naked carbs. So I eat tons of carbs. Carbs are super healthy and wonderful, um, but just being aware of their blood sugar impact, I try not to eat naked carbs, which means carbs by themselves. I eat them with protein and fat and fiber. Now, That's a whole nother story, which we actually are going to dive into on the next episode. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be talking about the balance plate and why the balance plate matters for ADHDers. But I was talking about protein creamer and I totally went off on a tangent. So protein is great in the morning because it balances your blood sugar and helps us create dopamine in our brains, which we need for focus and motivation. So this protein creamer, all it is, is I say all it is, it's multiple things. So I like to have protein and fat. So I do some half and half, and then I put a scoop of protein. So this is just for one serving, and then I kind of like however many days I want to do it. So if I want it for three days, then I'll triple the recipe, et cetera, et cetera. But I will do like about a tablespoon of half and half for some fat. I'll do a scoop of protein. I really like the naked protein. It's kind of difficult to find proteins that mix well with coffee and don't settle at the bottom of your cup. The naked protein, I have noticed, I use the whey protein, the vanilla, works really well for this and it does not settle at the bottom. And it's also a pretty, like when it comes to protein powders, a relatively natural one. It doesn't have like just tons of ingredients. So I'll do a tablespoon of half and half, a scoop of protein powder, and then I'll use some kind of nut milk. So like four ounces of coconut milk or almond milk. Um, I love the coconut almond blend from Califia. And what I have been doing for the summer, I was doing a coconut flavored syrup. I like the sugar-free Tarani coconut syrup and like pumping that in there and then adding a little bit of vanilla and making a coconut vanilla creamer. Now for the fall, instead, I'm using the Tarani, either a pumpkin pie one or the brown sugar cinnamon one, and then sprinkling in some pumpkin pie spice. And then I use my hand frother to blend it all up. And once it's all blended up, you can put it in like a mason jar. And like I said, you can kind of put it in the fridge and then just shake it up and pull it out whenever you want to use it. But I put that in my coffee and it is so freaking good. And I've been doing this for a really long time, but I just never think to share it. But I was like, why don't I share this? I feel like you guys would really enjoy it. So like I said, I will do that little recipe and I will do four times the amount or something if I'm doing it for four days or something like that. My second food hyperfocus is sloppy joe bowls. <laughs> and this is hilarious. I don't know if you guys have seen on TikTok, this one girl was talking about ugly girl behaviors, which I'm not saying anybody is ugly and I'm not saying I'm ugly. What I'm saying is I just thought that was a really funny way to put it because I feel like sloppy joe bowl is like a very ugly girl meal. It's like ugly girl is a state of mind, not necessarily how you look, but like your state of mind. And she was talking about being hungover and bringing a pillow to the couch and how that's like such an ugly girl activity. And I was like, oh, that's so true. Like you're just scrounging and just slumming when you bring your bed pillow to the couch, (laughs) which I love. And I do that all the time. So just FYI, I'm not shaming you. But so a Slappy Joe bowl is a total ugly girl meal, but it is delicious. So what it is, is it's a Did I already talk about this one on the podcast? Maybe I did. If I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, you guys. Sometimes I can't remember what I've thought about and what I've actually said out loud. But I like to do a carb, a protein, a fat, and fiber. So I like to have all those together. So the carb, which also has fiber, I like to do a sweet potato. So just like a roasted in the oven sweet potato. I like to have like a soft one, like a baked sweet potato. And then I will boil, which sounds gross, but I'll like boil or steam some carrots, celery, and onion. And that's like my veggie. And I'll put that on top. 
And then I'll make a sloppy joe mix. So I just like to use like a packet of sloppy joe flavoring and some lean ground beef. And then you put that on top of the vegetables. And then for some fat, I put cheddar cheese and ranch. So it's just so delicious to me to like have a big bowl of things that you mix up. And this is like a style of meal that I do all the time. But the sloppy joe bowl has totally been my hyper focus. And I think my next one might be like a very similar vibe, but instead with the pot roast. So when I make the pot roast, maybe I'll do this with mashed potatoes and then the celery, carrot, onion, and then the pot roast, and then like a little bit of cheese on top. How good does that sound? That sounds so freaking good. I'm just hyped to make pot roast. Can you tell? (laughs) Is that an ugly girl meal? Maybe. I don't know, but it's delicious. Okay, let's get into books that I am obsessing over. And so what we have left is books and items to help my ADHD or just like really honestly items that I've been enjoying. And then we are going to get out of here. Okay, so books. I told you about Play DHD. I have been obsessed with that. It's really fun to have, honestly, just to kind of flip through because you can pull value from any page. You don't have to read the entire book to have value from it. So I've kind of been using it that way, but I am also working my way through the book. That's the first one. The second book, like I said, that I am hyper-focusing on is The 12-Week Year. So I've heard about The 12-Week Year a ton, and I was really resistant to it for a while because it's so structured, and I tend to be like go with the flow, loosey-goosey type of person. You know, I like to like have my freedom. But as I learned more about the 12-week year, I decided to buy it and I started reading it and I've been reading it with my little hack to listening to the audiobook. And I actually love it. This is the first book that discusses discipline in a way that I kind of resonate with, right? Because he talks about accountability and not accountability in the way that you are having somebody else hold you accountable and they're going to shame you if you don't do the thing. But he talks about accountability in the way that I can't remember exactly how he talks about it, but it just resonated with me so much more. And it got me excited to try this. And I think the 12 week year would work really well for ADHDers because it inspires urgency. So what the 12 week year is, I keep smacking the book in my microphone, sorry. (laughs) What the 12 week year is, is you essentially set out to achieve your goals that you would set out to achieve in a year in a period of 12 weeks. And I love this because the idea is, and you have to read the book to really understand the nuances of it, or at least watch some YouTube videos. Chantel B, is that I think her name on YouTube, talks about it a lot, and I downloaded her Notion template, which is what I'm using. But it's very interesting because it introduces this idea of urgency, this experience of urgency, which is one of the ADHD motivators. But when we sit down at New Year's and we set out our goals for the year, we feel like we have so much time, right? Which a year is a really long time. But when you are looking at just the next 12 weeks, you can choose goals that are more realistic and you also will feel inspired to start taking action on them today and not be like, okay, I'm going to start that in a couple months or whatever, because you know, 12 weeks will go by in the blink of an eye, right? So I have just started the 12 week year. I am enjoying it because it is helping me realize oh my gosh, it's important to do this thing today and not keep pushing stuff off and off and off. So I've been really enjoying the 12-week year and it's helping me take action because I am feeling more inspired because I'm getting a little bit of motivation from that urgency. But it's not urgency with anxiety that's making me have anxiety about it, but I just feel inspired and motivated to do some of the things that I am typically like, oh, I have all the time in the world to get that done. No, girl, you don't have all the time in the world. You got 12 weeks, chop, chop, get to it, you know? And I need that because since I've started my business and I haven't had any outside forms of urgency, I've had to learn how to create it for myself. So that's a 12-week year. Another book that I've been so enjoying and hyper-focused on is Living with Joy. And this is by Sonia Roman, and it is a channeled book. And I've read the money book, Creating Money by her, and that is what kind of got me like hyper-focused on these books. But this is something that I'll just read a little bit every day. And it is just about living with joy and making life here on earth a more enjoyable experience. I don't even know how to describe that book, but it is so 
good. Oh my gosh, I just love it. Every time I shut the book, I feel so good about myself and about life and I trust my intuition more and it just feels good to read and something that feels good to read and is in the self-help category, just chef's kiss, Picasso. I love it so much. And speaking of intuition, I also wanted to share with you a hyper-focus book of mine. And by the way, yes, I do read 999 million books at a time because I just like to do it that way. I rotate between them and I find that I read a lot more when I do that versus forcing myself to stick with one book. So I'm constantly going through like literally six nonfiction books and like usually two fiction books, but I always have a bunch of nonfiction that I'm reading at once. The next one is more so instead of reading it like a book that you would read cover to cover, it's a book that is also an oracle. So if you use any kind of oracle decks, this book can be used that same way. It's called Intuitive Alignment. And you guys, one of my friends and past clients wrote this book. And I'm so freaking proud of her. And it is incredible. The book itself is beautiful. It's got this really pretty pink cover with like, it's like a matte material and it's so pretty. It's like, could be a coffee table book. It is gorgeous, but it's got 64 Oracle messages in it. And the way that you do this, this is also a feel good book, kind of like the living with joy. You read it and you just feel good about yourself and you feel good about the direction you're moving in life. And it helps you kind of trust your intuition more and move into alignment on a day-to-day basis. So the way I use this is in the mornings, I just intuitively kind of flip to a number that I feel like flipping to, or like if a number pops in my head, I will open to that number, or I'll just kind of like flip through the pages until I open to one and I'll read that number. And it's like a page to two pages of just this feel good message. And it is so so good. And I just can't even believe that Megan wrote this book. It is so good. I love it so much. So Intuitive Alignment is my next hyper-focus book. And then I thought I would put in a fiction book. So I got this book from the library. I have not finished it, but I have been obsessed with it. Like I said, I went to the library and got a bunch of spooky season books for fall. And this book is called Never Have I Ever. I have been so into it. I like a book that continues to keep me guessing and wondering what's going to happen next. And this book definitely has, and I have, I'm probably going to finish it tonight because I just have a little bit left. So what the book is, or I'm just going to read you the inside flap or some of it. Okay. Never have I ever. Amy Way is proud of her ordinary life and the simple pleasures that come with it. Teaching diving lessons, baking cookies for the new neighbors, helping her best friend Charlotte run their local book club. Her greatest joy is her family. Her devoted professor husband and her spirited 15-year-old stepdaughter, her adorable infant son. But Amy's sweet, uncomplicated life begins to unravel when the mysterious and alluring Angelica Rue arrives on her doorstep one book club night. Sultry and magnetic, beguiles? The group with her feral charm. She keeps the wine flowing and lures them into a game of spilling secrets. Everyone thinks it's naughty, harmless fun. Only Amy knows better. Something wicked has come her way, a she-devil in a pricey red sports car who seems to know the terrible truth about who Amy is and what she once did. When they're alone, Rue tells her that if she doesn't give her what she asks for, what she deserves, she's going to make Amy pay for her sins one way or another. To protect herself and her family and save the life she's built, Amy must beat the devil at her own clever game, matching wits with Rue and escalating war of hidden pasts and unearthed secrets. Amy knows the consequences if she can't beat Rue. What terrifies her is everything she could lose if she wins. I'm addicted. It's so good. I just love books that keep me guessing. That is what a good book is to me. So I didn't look at the reviews on Goodreads. I found it at the library and I just picked it up. Maybe it's not a five-star book on Goodreads, but I'm enjoying it. And to me, if it keeps me guessing and there's a bunch of twists and turns, I'm into it. That's my vibe. So if you are that kind of reader... Check this out. Never have I ever. So good. Okay, so those are my hyper-focus books. And now let's talk about items to help my ADHD and or items in general, okay? And I actually have a bunch of these because it was my birthday a few days ago. And so I got some really exciting things. So number one is my standing desk. So I have been making a 
just like janky standing desk by stacking up boxes on top of my regular desk for quite a while now. And I actually got an electric standing desk for my birthday. Shout out to Aunt Wendy. Thank you for my standing desk. I'm so excited. Um, And for Garrett, who helped her pick it out. My husband is hilarious. He's like the puppet master of my birthday. He's like sending everybody ideas of things that I've liked and wanted. So that's super fun. (laughs) Love him. He's the best. So I got a standing desk and that is so exciting. And the ideal setup, what I've wanted for so long is a standing desk and a walking pad underneath it so that I can sit when I want to, but then have a walking pad, which is like a treadmill that you just walk on. It's not built to run because it's smaller, more lightweight, just meant for walking that I can walk underneath it because I'm a movement girly. You guys know this. I I need to get out all of this freaking ADHD hyperactive energy. So I just love the idea of walking while I'm working because I struggle to sit still. I just, I'm, I'm like a person that's always moving and I don't feel like my brain works best when I'm sitting still. So just standing at the standing desk has been awesome. I've loved it so much, but I also just found literally last night and I'm going to pick it up tonight, a walking pad on Facebook marketplace. Okay. Every walking pad I've been looking at is like 300, 400, $600. And I was like, okay, I'm going to save up for it. It's okay. Found one last night in my town for $140. So I am so pumped. I'm going to go get my walking pad tonight and I am going to, you bet your ass, I'm going to post a video on TikTok of me on my low walking pad because I'm going to be so proud. So that is the first item I'm obsessed with. Second item also hasn't came yet, but this is something I've wanted forever while we're on the topic of things I've wanted for so long and I'm finally getting is the Stanley cup. I think it's called the adventure quencher. It's a 40 ounce cup. You know, it's like the big skinny one that people have with the handle I am so excited. I finally got one. It's hilarious. I was looking it up and I found that Danny Austin was having like a little sneak peek thing for her followers. I don't know how I came across it. I can't remember now, but I came across it somehow and I followed her for a long time, but she hasn't popped up in my feed in forever. And she had a thing just for her followers to order one of these because they're sold out everywhere all the time. So I got a cream colored one and I'm so pumped. I love new cups. I love cute cups for drinking water out of. It just makes the experience so much better for me. So I'm so thrilled to get that. The standing desk and that Stanley cup were not even on my list of my items to help my ADHD or my hyperfocus items, but I'm so excited about them right now because the Stanley cup's probably coming in the next couple days and I'm getting the walking pad today. So I just threw them in there last minute. Anyways, So those are kind of items to help my ADHD because the Stanley cup will help me with hydration when I have 40 ounces of a cup that helps me with hydration. And it's also one that fits in your cup holder, which is so helpful and kind of hard to find with a bigger cup. That'll help me with hydration, which will obviously help me with my ADHD and my focus and my brain power because we are made up of a lot of water. We need to drink our water, guys. And the walking pad, I really think is going to be the next step in my little journey to help myself focus and get my ass to actually do work while I'm at home, which was a struggle and I am getting better and better at it all the time. But I think the walking pad's going to be so helpful because I think best when I am moving. I have found that just time and time again, my best ideas come when I am moving my body. So I think that'll be a really great way. I think my brain just is able to get in the zone when I'm able to move my body. So That's that. Another item that I have been hyper-focused on is my journal. And the reason I am obsessed with this is because it is a journal that it's just kind of plain on the outside, but the pages on the inside are watercolor. It is so beautiful. It's from Amazon and I just love every page is different, a different watercolor design. So it's fun to see what the next page is going to be. And then kind of writing on top of that beautiful watercolor literally makes me excited to journal, which I've been doing gratitude journaling for a little while now. And I've been kind of working on focusing on gratitude, which helps me stay present and not always be obsessed with the future, right? And what's to come, but really zoning into the right now. So like I said, that mindset before, like making each moment special, this is something that has helped me get into the present moment of journaling and really enjoy the experience of it. So my journal with watercolor pages, by the way, I will put my standing desk, 
my journal and anything else that I mentioned, like the books and whatnot, I'll put all that on my Amazon storefront. Um, or if it's not an Amazon thing, I will link it uh, in the show notes. And so you guys can check it out if you are interested in any of these things. And the last item I've really been enjoying is my $3 from the dollar section blue light glasses from Target. So I have had like the acrylic blue light glasses. I've wanted those. I've had a pair of my Amazon cart, by the way, my Amazon cart and my safe for later has 555,000 million things in them because that's how I just remember things that I want is I just put it in my cart. And so my cart is like, like you click on my cart and it's like one wrong move and you could accidentally order $4,000 worth of stuff. <laughs> my husband would literally murder me. So if I go missing, it's probably because I accidentally did that. But anyways, I've had a pair of acrylic blue light glasses in there for so long. This is what I do. I like save stuff for later and I look for dupes for it or something cheaper because my theory is if there's something that first comes out and it's really expensive, there will be dupes. You may have to wait six months. You may have to wait a year. You may have to wait a year and a half. But good thing about ADHD memory is I will forget about it. And when I see the dupe, I will be super excited because I'll be like, oh my God, I really wanted that, but I forgot about it. So I was in the Target dollar section and I saw a $3 pair of clear acrylic blue light glasses and I was so excited and they fit really well. They're really oversized, like they're really big glasses, which I think is really cute. So I got myself a pair and then my husband started stealing them and we went back to Target and we got him a pair. He does not have the acrylic ones, but he has ones that are like tortoise shell and they're just so cute and they're I'm just so excited to have blue light glasses. So we sit there at night, I'm like sipping my kombucha out of a champagne glass and we're watching our creepy Netflix shows, which by the way, Devil in Ohio, so good, so creepy, perfect for Halloween, for getting into the fall vibes if you're trying to cultivate some creepiness. <laughs> um, this episode, I'm like, you guys, I don't know if you can tell, but because I just talked about my hyperfocuses for an hour, which is every ADHD is just like, that's what we want to do, right? We just want people to listen to what we're excited about. This was so fun for me. Please let me know if you enjoyed this, because if you did, we will do another one like, I don't know when, maybe we'll do one each season. Oh my God, would that be so fun? It would be so fun to me if we do one every season. And so maybe at the start of winter, I could do another hyper-focus episode and we can go through again the rituals and the items and the books and the mindsets that I am hyper-focusing on then. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, please let me know if you did. Um, leave a rating and review if you're a fan of the podcast. And don't forget, I'm going to choose one person, one rating, one review to send the book Lady HD. So as a special little gift, as a thank you for leaving a rating and review. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Part-Time Wellness. I certainly did. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you and I'll see you next time. Bye.